welcome to the Knock Knock Slap podcast. This is your host, Matthew Garalnik. And this is his co-host, Hannah Samick. Today, we have a very fun episode for you guys. We're going to start with some chit-chat between me and Hannah, catch up a little bit, see how our weekends were, and see what's going on in each other's lives. And then we have a very special guest for you guys today. He is a senior in a sports media and journalism field, and he is aspiring to work in this media field for real. He's pretty good. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate, and he's here to share some of his cool stuff he's working on. So, Hannah, how was your weekend? Not too bad. A little busy. I had a couple birthdays, you know. Whose birthday was it? <laughs> Sarah's. Sarah. Yeah. She's a, she's a friend of ours. Happy 21st birthday, Sarah. And then um, she also drink. shares a birthday with my friend Ashley. Happy 21st birthday, Ashley. A lot of big 21s. It's just that. It's that year, you know. Junior year, everyone starts hitting that last big milestone. I guess it's not the last one, but like, you know, last one for college. You do anything else fun this weekend? Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Matt threw a party at his house. I came to visit. I stopped by. You at my fucking Matt party. works with a lot of like local music producers and things like that. So like people who are getting to the music scene really young. Um, he had a friend of his from, I think, Cranston performing. East Greenwich, but close enough. East Greenwich. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it's something that's kind of big at like a lot of other schools. Like I know you have a friend at Syracuse, right? Is that... Mm -hmm. Um, is that, that's not Dakota, right? That's No, Dakota Joe. doesn't go to school. That's Joe. Okay. Joe goes to Syracuse. Um, and they have like a little bit of a live music scene there. And so I guess Matt's trying to bring a little bit of that, that same flavor to you or I. Yeah. I'm trying to throw some parties with some good music. Cause you know, you can only hear the frat music so many times. <laughs> I'm just saying. Moving on, though, it's my mm -hmm. first year living off campus, and it's your first year living off campus, too, so mm -hmm. how has that been? Honestly, not not too bad. It's just, like, it's a lot of commuting. It's a lot more. It's pretty, it's pretty expensive, to be perfectly honest. No more, well, it's a little, it's like a trade-off when it comes to, like, living in dorms versus off campus because you're still paying rent, but it's, like, it's monthly, and I feel like the big chunk of pay is a little bit easier. Like, you don't have to really... There's also the whole thing where you have to, like, buy your own groceries, cook your own food, and that's all super new to, like, most of us. So it's it's an interesting year. It's a year of a lot of change, you know? Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I love cooking, so for me, personally, I like going grocery shopping. I'll take an hour out of my day, go pick out food that I actually want to eat, and... You know, I kind of enjoy it. It's kind of like a de-stressing kind of time of my day where I just get to cook some dinner and eat some food in front of the TV. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice in some ways. It's also kind of like, it's, mm, like, I, I also love to cook, but having done it for myself for so long already, it's like, well, oh, on top of all year. this, like, wow. You were in Brookside last year, so it was a little bit different for you. You were cooking last year if you wanted to. You had a stove. I was an Eddie. Like, we didn't have that option. Well, yeah, and I've always kind of, like, you know, I've been cooking for myself for quite a few years and like it's um it's it gets to be like a little a little less fun and a little more like necessity after a while, but um it's still it's still like a nice little perk to be able to like it makes you appreciate living on campus a little bit more and like the experiences that you got to have. Like having well, everyone's just so close. Every everyone's just right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean like it wasn't nobody had to drive. Everybody was just 
walking over to other people's dorms <laughs> and just having fun and going yeah. out and seeing each other. Now you got to figure out the whole car situation. If alcohol comes into the situation, it just complicates everything a little bit more. Like yeah. it becomes more of like a task to go out and see your friends now that you're off campus. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I'm opposed to doing. It's just a little bit more of an effort. Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to make that effort. And that's kind of the weird thing is you start to see which people want to make an effort and which people don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all relationships and friendships are really intentional at this point, especially as you get to be an adult. You're kind of like easing into that Definitely. part where you have to really like learn how to reach out yourself. Like I know a lot of people like expect, like even me, I expected to be reached out to first for a really long time, but like you got to stop getting older is realizing that you if you want to see out. someone, you have to like reach out, talk to them, make sure you're yeah. like present in people's lives that you care about. And like, just, you know, building those relationships that you, that you find meaningful. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you just, you got to go out, you got to meet people. Like I was telling some kids last night, like, and I'm not trying to plug my frat, but they happen <laughs> to be in the frat. Anyway, I was telling them, I was like, listen, like if you want to live with kids in the frat, whatever, but Mm -hmm. you should have friends that are outside because it's going to get to a point where you get a little bit fed up and then you're living with all those kids and you have no one to talk to. So you got to have a circle that's a little bit bigger than just one group. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's also important to have people who have like different backgrounds and stuff so that you're just kind of like, you know, um, you have more variety of people like different interests different fields especially as you're getting into networking as you get older and stuff yeah i mean i totally agree i mean i don't know like i think life is short and you just gotta make the most of every situation and every day Mm-hmm. i mean would you agree yeah okay and we would like to welcome our special guest and neocon Ocon. what's up girl? How how y'all doing Doing well today. Good, good, good. Thank you guys for having me, first off. Yeah, of no course. No problem. Happy to Very have you. Very interested in thank you. to what you have to say. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, always love being on podcasts, you know, talking about my story uh, and stuff like that. Because, you know, I think for me, these are like, especially a lot of what I do, there's not enough time to like reflect. There's always like, you got to go on to the next game and like the next story and stuff like that. So like stuff like this just gives me time to like sit down a little bit, reflect. And like, sometimes I forget like all the stuff that I do or like, cause you do a lot. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank you. And I don't make it as much of a big deal as it's supposed to be. So like, you know, it's nice to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's important it's to nice reflect to have you. on um, on what you've accomplished yep. and kind of like, because when you're going through it, like your standard always gets a little bit higher yeah, for yourself. Exactly, yeah. It's just like nice to look back. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about where you came from and like where you started. Yeah, sure. So I'll give you all the Cliff story. Notes version because it's kind of, it's kind of long. So just, you know, for the people who don't know who I am, uh, I'm a senior journalism and sports media major here at URI. Uh, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. If there's any classical purple alum that are in <laughs> that are listening to the uh, this episode, go purple. Um, pretty much, my journey started at classical. You know, I worked as a high school sports reporter, uh, wrote about the sports team there. Uh, decided it was something I loved to do, so joined the school newspaper here. Uh, wrote for a little bit, dived into sports reporting and uh, working in the newscast. I figured out that like 
TV reporting and sports reporting was something that I really loved to do. So I kind of added that onto my plate and kind of got more involved in doing that. And then now um, um, I work with athletics, reporting, game recaps, feature stories on athletes. Uh, I also work part-time as a producer at Channel 12. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That was the okay. short version of everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sparkness yeah. version. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. So tell me about your work at Channel 12. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I started there as an intern in June, um, was pretty close to the sports team there. Um, I see them all the time when I'm working at different games. So, um, I think around this time last year, I was like, Hey, like, are you guys looking for interns? And, um, they were like, yeah, like we would love to have you, you know, they saw the work that I've done here and they were like, yeah, we're happy to have you. And for me, it was nice because I always watched, I grew up watching Yanni Krakis at, on channel 12. So to actually be in that building and to, you know, see people that you grew up watching, Mike Montecalvo, Shannon Heggie, all those people, it was like super cool. And like, even like even now like now that I do work there like it's it's fun to like you know talk to them and be like wow like I just had a five minute conversation with Tony Pachaka but um, I think yeah. with me oh it's God. like yeah no Tony's That's awesome so sick yeah no Tony's awesome but um, I think kind of the cool part about it is like I'm learning like far more than I and I don't say this to discredit like what you learn in the classroom because you learn a lot in the classroom but like. I think me, I want to be a local TV sports reporter when I grow up. So um, being in that environment before I even graduate, just like picking up a lot of stuff has helped me out so much. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I had a professor that told me once, you know, the textbook kind of teaches you, it gives you all of like the terms, it gives you like the tools to use, but it doesn't necessarily teach you how to use them. Being yeah. out in that like experience is what really teaches you how to use them. And you're definitely getting that right now. Yeah, for sure. And especially like what we're doing, you know, you're a journalism major, you can't like the textbook only teaches you so much. Like you have to actually go out and do it. And Especially if you want to be a reporter, you can't just like everything that you learn. A, a lot of it is just theory. Like yeah. you have to be able to go out and learn how to report, how to tell a story and do all that stuff. And you only do that by practicing it and doing it constantly. Yeah. Um, something I actually want to, since you are a journalism major yep. and um, I have another friend who is also a journalism mm -hmm. major and we were just talking about this the other day. Um, what do you, so we kind of live in a time where like, journalism has been a little bit discredited even mm. so like how do you how do you feel about the whole like credibility thing how do you feel about like going into a field where people might not necessarily like with the political climate things like that a lot of people don't find the news to be like a reliable source mm. how do you how do you feel about that as someone incoming into this field brand new given this whole like new landscape that's completely different from like what someone 10 15 20 years would have gone into in your field yeah, no, I think it's important, even more important now, let me add that, uh, to be consistent and thorough, especially on social media where, you know, anyone can put out a 280 character tweet and say, like, this is happening. It's so easy now to kind of get fooled and kind of think stuff is going on. It happens to me all the time, but I think... Both it's sports. Yeah, no, Literally. all the time. All the I actually had to block them. I actually had to block them. 
So yeah, um, yeah I actually wait. had to block him. Yeah, yeah. Cause wait, so like you that. know Zach Austin, right? Yeah, he did a whole presentation on ball sack sports mm-hmm. for our class, just about like media misinformation because yeah. yep. that's their whole company. Yeah, I kind of think it's fascinating. I think yeah, no, I think I blocked him because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. get like oh that's snap, funny. but like I think. I actually read into, like, the background of, like, why they do it. And it's, like, actually, like, so true. Like, a lot of the times people will post, like, a picture and a quote of what someone, what something someone said. And uh, people will take that for, like, okay, that's truth. But, like, I think it's so important now. I think, you know, a lot today we could use, like, I say this all the time, like, media literacy and just like the importance of like verifying your information like doing like a quick five minute google search about a certain topic i know like especially during covid like some of the stuff that i would see people post like it was absolutely (laughs) outrageous and it was like come on like you can search on google for like less than like a minute like to find out if that's not true so i think it's important to kind of just be consistent you know be thorough i think and be concise as possible because i feel like a a lot of the times also on social media um it's easy to misinterpret it's easy to kind of put a whole bunch of jargon and you have to remember that like especially like places like twitter instagram like um information has to be easily digestible for people so um yeah there's other stuff but i can't you know that's all right i haven't that's i'm glad you asked that because that's something that i think about all the time like you know sure it's great to like you know you you get to cover cool things but i think the ethics behind it and making sure that you're you know being credible you know you're not jumping the gun you know doing stuff like that i think that's definitely important and not talked enough about especially when with people who do want to get into this. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think, honestly, from from what I'm hearing, like, yeah. our generation, I feel, has almost, like, leveled up that credibility. It forces you to be, like, really on your game yeah. and really accountable for the news that you're, like, putting out. Yeah. So that you're, honestly, I, th- I think the future's bright for our generation. For I sure, think it's yeah. really caused us to level up. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to adjust a little bit in terms of, like, how we tell news. I think social media will be an increasingly like big part in that especially with like tiktok you know i know me a lot of the information that i get is i obviously watch local news but like also like a lot of the news that i get is from you know tiktok stuff like that um and i find it easy because it's like you know tiktok you just swipe 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 i personally swipe probably too much but like (laughs) yeah yeah, no, don't we all? I yeah. really, honestly, I definitely mm. get a lot of my information from TikTok as well. Mm. Like, because it's just, it's very niche. And yep. so it's it's directed at your own interests. You get fed more information yep. about topics that yeah, you care no, definitely. about. Which yeah. is like a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. But um, talk to me a little bit more about like your brand on TikTok. Because I know that's something you've worked on. Yeah, no, that's interesting that you guys brought that up. So yeah, no, for me, it was kind of like, I had, initially, I was kind of like a doubter about um tiktok and i was like i don't want to do like crazy dances and <laughs> yeah, stuff like no. that <laughs> i think that's how but felt. i kind of found like a niche with tiktok where like there's people like telling their personal stories and like showing people like the day in the life of like what they do and i kind of got stuck on like reporter tiktok and it's funny it kind of worked out that um we had an assignment with Pete Axman. I love that guy. You know, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. But 
Um, yeah, no, we had a, we had to do an assignment kind of to like build like a personal brand, and he was like, you know, whether you want to do it like you build your own like sports media where you're posting stuff on Instagram or something about you, and I kind of ran the idea. I was like, hey, like I kind of want to do this, you know. I find that that a lot of people, especially with reporters, they always see like the finished product, but they don't see like what goes into it. And I know a lot of my friends are like, you know, I see this two and a half minute two 20 minute uh, recap that you put up, but like what goes into it. And I think for me, that's kind of my way to like show people like, you know, what I do as well as kind of like, kind of like show my passion for, you know, working in sports and stuff like that. Well, mm. yeah, because it's just as much about, like, the process and, yes. like, the work that goes into it behind yeah. the scenes as it is what people see. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a lot that goes in behind there, the scenes, and I could the, talk about that for there, hours. There, there, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I know for me, like... The talent just shows up. That's all like, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they prepare and they show up. I think for me, like, especially on game days, like, I try to get to ga- the games, like... There's like a, I try to get like 90 minutes before a game, you know. So you get that shoot around, you yeah, get that I, like, I, I, I don't, you get that I low key like, like hour shoot, before game time. Yeah, because yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't like to get in there like right as the game starts. Because they're already like focused on the game. Like yeah. you don't want to take away from their like practice and attention. Well, not that, but like also like there's just certain shots that I can't get. Yeah, because they won't take them. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they, there's they, shots they won't they, take. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like or like certain players don't play. So like or like Tammy won't show up. Yeah, stuff like that. Yep, so I um, I totally get you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll show up like an hour and a half before a game. Um. I don't shoot too much. I might shoot like a couple stuff that I need, if like storyline stuff like that. And then once the game starts, most of my shooting is done like during the actual game. Like I'm shooting like everything so, so when like, you I'll say shoot, you're like, shooting are you shooting like mainly pictures no, mainly video, video all video. video yeah uh, yeah only video and you're editing all this stuff yeah. yourself yeah so i'll, I'll kind of go into that but um so yeah okay. for the most part i'll shoot like during the game and then once the game ends i will shoot like post game so like them i've seen you do your stand-up yeah, yeah. probably a hundred yeah. times on the basketball yep. court on the football field yep. and i'm sure I'm sure I will see it on the baseball yep. diamond. Yep. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Baseball and I'm looking forward coming. to it. Yeah. Baseball season's coming around the corner. But yeah, no. So I'll shoot post game. And then um, going back to my work with 12, I will send like stuff back to them. Um, and then I will shoot my stand up. And then that's probably like 60% of it. And then I'll go back to my room for like another hour, two hours, and basically put the whole thing together. So you just grind your ass off for two hours? Pretty much. Damn. Yeah. Put it, like, find clips. The thing is, while I'm doing, while I'm shooting all of it, like, what I'll do is, like, I'll open up, like, a notes app and, like, just clip. I'll clip clip everything and, like... um, Cause it just saves me time, especially like if it's late at night. Like I don't want to just be like, okay, like I know what shots are good. I know what shots are like, especially I know what shots I'll need to tell like certain story and stuff like that. But you know, basically I'll spend like another hour, two hours putting it all together, and then um, depending if it's late night or if it's an early game, I'll if it's an early game like a noon game, I'll post it later in the night. But if it's like a late night game, like seven, like eight o'clock game. Um, I'll post it, 
um, the next day because I just I figured that like nobody's more gonna, people, yeah, like yeah, no you one's want gonna more see it. Yeah, no one's no one's gonna see it at one o'clock in the morning. So it just yeah. makes more sense to post it first thing in the morning. Even if it's done at one in the morning, yeah. like let the people see it when they're awake. Yeah, no, honestly, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, something I wanted to kind of come back to yeah. is like, so you're gonna be doing um videography in for the baseball team this yep. spring, right? Mm-hmm. So baseball is kind of a sport that's gotten a little bit like sidelined by like the football industry and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was originally very popular yep. and I think it's still popular with a mm-hmm. lot of America. But mm-hmm. like how do you think the videography can kind of change that and make it more interesting for for younger generations, like our generation specifically? I honestly think it has less to do with like our job and I think it has more to do with like the sport itself. Um Personally, like growing up, I didn't watch much much of baseball because like it's just the game is too slow. The Same game here. takes too Same the here. game takes too long. So I think it has more to do with like rule changes. I know like they're introducing stuff like you know like a, a pitch clock. You know mm-hmm. you have a certain number of time to kind of like you know, a shot clock shot clocks up, yeah, which I think is yeah. nice. You know other cool stuff. But will it work? That's I feel like the question that comes down to at the end of the day. I think yeah, that's yeah, that is a good point. But I also think it's like kind of just like the class because baseball is America's pastime. I think with all these changes, there's gonna be like a class between the generations, like yeah. older generations, like it worked like this way for so long. Like, why are they changing it? And the younger generation is going to be like, hey, like, it's kind of cool. Like, you know, this will get me to watch baseball, like stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I think it has less to do with like, kind of like our job. And like we could kind of make it's yeah. more like the change of the sport, sport itself self, and like yeah. how it's marketed. Because like, I know yeah. the coverage is only going to so, be so different. So different. Yeah. And like, I mean, we could cover like if there's great personalities on, I'm, I'm talking about like teams in general, but like, if there's great personalities on teams, those like those help a lot because like people want to see stuff like that. But I think, kind of you know, mm-hmm. that the changes, particularly with baseball, have to do with like baseball. Like, I think As it has sport, to adapt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Do you think bit. you'll ever venture into that? Like talking to different players with certain personalities, developing those personalities. I think I, I, I sort of kind of do that already. Kind oh, of yeah. with like other sports. Um, like so this is like casual. What's your favorite sport? Let's just yeah. small tangent. What's your yeah. favorite sport to cover, to watch, to play? Favorite sport to cover. I love basketball. Mm, um, women's yeah. or men's? Because <sighs> I know there's people I that love, will take women's love, over men's every day of the week. I especially love, here. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say this. I actually enjoy. I enjoy both, but I have like a certain love for women's basketball because. They're doing so. Just they're doing they're, so. They're doing so good. They're doing so well right now, and it's not just because of that, but like just seeing the evolution of it. Like mm-hmm. going to games freshman year, and there was probably just like parents and friends in the stands, and like seeing it now where there's like there's actually fans, and it's getting fan, a hype. Yeah, like that double OT thriller. It was, it was fun. Was, it was a great so game. much fun. It was a great game. Yeah, it was a great yeah. game. And just like even like I remember like two years ago, like having like so much trouble telling my friends to even like. Hey, they're good, but you know, like go out and watch them. Well, no, because yeah. I see people leave right after the first game, and yeah. I think it's it's kind of like odd because yeah. they're just they're just such a good team yeah. right now. I think, Why would you miss out on that? Yeah, no, and it's just like it's so unfortunate because it's like people say like they want to watch winning and they're winning, but like yeah, and it's I just feel such bad because like, do like, they have to do more? Like, what more do they have well, to do? What I've yeah. I've I forget where I heard it, but it was yeah. like women's basketball has to be like a little bit more technical even yeah. because it's less about like 
it is like really raw skill. Yeah. They have to be really good or they're not going to get that attention. Yeah, it's more yeah, it's more of like it's like if Sophie Phillips ain't yeah, hitting those three, yeah, she's not playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, sometimes she has an off night, but like, but like yeah. But like she's got that in her toolbox. Yeah. She's a three-point sniper, yeah, and that's part of her allure to the women's basketball yeah. team. Yeah, no, for sure. I and I also same think thing with Maya Torre. Like she yeah. might have an off night, but like you don't have another huge body that can do what she can do in the paint. That's true. That's true. And I was, I think, with them compared to last year. Last year they also had a really good year. Yeah, they did. I think with them is um, they're just so deep. They're so. Their bench is so good. They're so deep. I think one night, you know, you mentioned Maya could have a bad night, but another, you know. But then Karen's can go off. Karen's can go off. Dolly could go off. Or Renat can go off. Yeah, it's... Like, if Phillips doesn't have a good night from three, Renat will. Will. Or it'll be vice versa. One of them will be shooting good. Yeah. No, for sure, And that's why it works, because they're so deep. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, between the men's team last year and mm. the men's team this year, there's mm. been a huge change, obviously, with yeah, the coach. coaching change. Yep. But I'm talking about players. Yep. The players that we have this year, we're mm. deep. You know, I think we're a lot better recruited. Okay. I think Brayon, Ish, Seb, and I want to say either Sam or Chiku mm-hmm. could all go off for double figures. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Last year, I wouldn't have said that about probably half of them. And I also left out Malik Martin, who's yeah. an amazing veteran yeah. who's just there and is a great leader. Mm-hmm. And he just brings like just a type of energy to that team that you don't get from a lot of players. Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah, I think also, yeah, they're just They're deep. Yeah. Uh, they're I wouldn't deep. know. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I, I, I wouldn't say the men's team is deep. I would say they're more like young. Like and right, they're, yeah, like in, they're like they're like inconsistent. There. there is potential yeah. there. You just kind of they're young. Potential. They're young and inconsistent, which you'll see. You know, not I like think, it. Not I think like it. I think Archie has made it clear that like yeah, like, winning is, is part is, of this yeah. culture. Well, not right now. You well, know, we're right? getting back where to we're it. getting there. We're getting, we're getting back there. To it. I think this team is young. Like I said, they're trying to learn how to win. That's why there's so many close games. Um, but um, I think. We got to give it a couple years. I think Dayton was like a huge step in the right direction of like seeing what it could be. His old, old team. team. Yeah. That was such a cool storyline. Yep. Like to be able to do it yep. on a national televised game. Yeah. No, like, for sure. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and it was a good game too. Yeah. It wasn't like a blowout or anything. It was, it was a close, it was close game. well fought yeah. game. Yeah. And I loved shooting it. Yeah. And like the Ryan Center was packed yeah, with fans. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good Greek night. night. It like, was a good night. Everybody yeah. was having a good time. Yeah, no, it was a good night. Yeah, so and Rudy think, won, which was yeah. just the cherry on top. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just you know, I think they'll be there in a couple years. I think there's just like what you, you normally think back see to for the tournament, back to A tens, like back a- to the t- top of A tens. That's what I mean. I think year three. Not next year, but probably like the year after that. They'll so be. what you're saying is we got to keep following Rody after we graduate. I think I think you know we should follow. We're gonna follow Rody oh, yeah. even past Rody past our, our grave, lives. past our yeah even even at my grave I'm gonna be following Rody. But oh, hell yeah. I think, <laughs> but um, no, I think you know it's gonna take time. I think that's the. Um, that's the thing, but you know, especially now with college basketball, where you can get transfers so easily and you can make them, you can mess them so quickly. I think 
you know, there's there's easily a possibility where next year we're like we back just get to work. one good transfer yeah, student. Yeah. And we keep Ish, we yeah. keep Seb, we keep mm-hmm. Brayon, we keep Sam, mm-hmm. you know, uh Balau gets mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Like we have a good team. Yeah. We really do. I think we are kind of like the Celtics. We just need that one last piece. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't no, know. We'll see, but I'm sure we'll see. if any of those roadie players are listening to this, they'd we'll love to be compared to the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm sure they are. But um, yeah, no, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of sad that like that you're you know, leaving. Not like, sad in the sense that like. When it does come together, like, I won't be here. Yeah, like, you so. won't be part of the But there's nothing to body. say that you won't, to be honest, because, like, yeah. you as you move forward in your career, like, you're still staying local. You still want to stay in that local news yeah. field, so it's still, like, you're close to home. Yep. You're, you're still following that, like, yeah. local team. Stone Freeman's still here. Yeah, no, yeah, Stone, <laughs> yeah, Stone is, like, Stone has done a lot for me, Stone's you know, over the past left. four years. Yeah, Stone has done a lot for me the past four years. I remember... We met at a soccer game, and, like, ever <laughs> since then, like, whenever I need, like, to talk or even to chat or, like, just, like, advice, stuff like that. He's, he's such a good mentor. He's such a good, yeah. such a good dude. I yeah. had him as a teacher, actually. Yeah. Really? How was he as a teacher? So, it was during basketball season, yep. so you can only expect he was busy. Mm-hmm. There were a couple classes that he canceled, but, you know, as a student, I'm not really complaining. Mm-hmm. But when he was in the classroom and he was teaching... The stuff he was saying was so practical mm-hmm. and so real world like quality because mm-hmm. he's doing all of this yeah. stuff that he's teaching. Yeah, he's not just making it up. He's not a sixty year old talking about forty years ago. Yeah. he's doing it currently mm-hmm. while he's teaching. Yeah, which just gives such an interesting perspective. Yeah. He's showing us his game notes. He's showing us how to film a stand up. Mm-hmm. He's showing us how to edit a reel together. Like mm-hmm. all of this really like technical stuff that is functional for us as media students yeah he's doing and showing us mm-hmm. from his perspective yeah. which is just so cool to and see you won't learn that in a textbook so. no you won't yeah, learn it in a textbook and you won't learn it yeah. at many other schools yeah. because there aren't those kinds of people yeah you are as really unique in the fact that our faculty well, is very hands-on yeah. and has a lot of experience in the field yeah 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 and i think that like something about stone freeman that people don't realize is he's not just limited to sports like i work with um student entertainment committee and he like hosts when we have speakers and that's really cool too because that's totally different but it's like it's the voice i remember i saw that when i I, I still wish i went to that sean white thing but like i saw him doing it and i was like Okay, Stone. Like, wait, what was I didn't he know doing? I, didn't he know was, I think he moderated it. Yeah. yeah he so was it was kind of like. So you had the Stone Freeman voice moderate. Yeah. All. That must have been great. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? Because I wasn't there and you were. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was just like. I don't really know too much about his style. I don't really follow sports, if I'm being perfectly honest. Not like that. <laughs> I'm. I'm just like I like to watch basketball. Yeah. I know enough about basketball to enjoy it. Um. I don't follow sports loyally in that way. Um, but I did really enjoy his commentary. I enjoyed his prompting. Um, like, I would have liked to see some way to work in, like, audience questions, just because, like, I, you know, probably because I wanted to ask a question myself, <laughs> right? You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. John White. It's mm-hmm. really, he's had an amazing career. He's yeah. a really funny guy, you know. He has a TikTok presence as well, which mm-hmm. is really interesting, and I think he was also just, like, like, if I was Stone Freeman, I would want to interview Sean White. I mm-hmm. feel like that was just a, a really great opportunity for him, and he jumped at it. And, you know, you can't really – it's not every day that you get yeah, to sit there no, and, like, ask the, Sean White the, questions. An, an Olympic gold medalist. No, oh, definitely so not. Cool. But, yeah. yeah. No, but, yeah. Um, 
So, like, going yeah. back to a little bit of, like, background, like, I know you talked about videos a little bit. Mm-hmm. What the kind of, like, mediums have you worked in? Pretty much, I've only really done print and videos. I haven't done photos. I so only like, done print and video. Yeah. So, like, okay. as a photo yeah. person, this yep. fascinates me because yep. video is just a bunch of moving pictures. Yeah. So, well, why not just snap a pic? I don't know. Um, first off, camera equipment to... I say that's kind of funny. But that's you good, say that and I've then never, you do videos. I've never, it's funny. I've never actually gotten that question. I don't know. Um, it's very dynamic. Yeah. I don't understand it. And it's, I, I don't, there really is no reason. I don't know. There's really no do you reason. you just like the motion of the shots? Bro? I like, I don't know. I just like. Because you can have motion with pictures yeah. with keyframes. No, that's true. That's true. I I don't know. I've never necessarily gotten that question. And I, I don't think I can make an excuse for it because I have literally my my iPhone right next you to me. Everybody has a phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody has a camera just on them 24 hours a day. Yeah. No, I don't know. And you I take think, pictures with your phone, right? I think, yeah. No. So, like, yeah. why not pick up the camera no, and I know. use, like, the quality, too? Yeah. No, I don't. Maybe it's just not time yet, you know? Yeah. Maybe you'll get into that. You I have think to have, so, like, yeah. Like, I think you will. Sure. Yeah. Your, yeah. I think you're not going to want to edit videos for the rest of your life. I'm going to be honest with you. Photos are a lot easier. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's one picture you know, versus uh, hundred thousand frames. Yeah, just saying. That's true. That's true. Just saying. Um, yeah. That attention to detail, though, that yeah. can be really fascinating. Yeah. And, like, it's it's very dynamic. Yeah. As I said earlier. I think even I can't speak for photos, but like I don't know, just like I don't know, it's just like fun. Like even capturing like the moments that I have, like I occasionally like not all the time, but like if there's like a cool shot that I got, like I like to go back. And but like, um, I don't know, I'm looking at pictures right now and yep. there's moments that like I'm able to capture on and I'm just like looking at these pictures and some of them tell more of a story than the videos, you know, yeah. like I'm looking at a picture right now of Abdul Sam holding up a three yep. after in my story, Brayon hits the game winner. You know, yep. like, can you make that argue, same argument with video? I mean, yeah, you get, of course. You get the, he throws you up get, his hand. You, you get, get the, the you same kind of. You get the same shot. You get him. You get Brayon shooting the, you know, the, the shot winner, to win yeah. to win the game, and then you pan over and you get that same shot. So yeah, yeah, but I think it's I just know. like a preference of medium. I yeah. think it's different think it to really everyone. Is. You know. All right. All right, moving on a little bit. So you know, we already talked about you grew up in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about some media stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some classes that like helped you with your career? I know we talked about PRS three seventy and mm-hmm. Pete. What about like other classes that you like actually saw an impact on? Like if there's freshmen that are listening to yep. this right now, like what are classes you would recommend for mm-hmm. people that want to kind of follow in your footsteps? Mm-hmm. People that want to be on camera or even behind the camera mm-hmm. like me and they just want to take that first step. Mm-hmm. I would say my first was probably um, Intro to Sports Broadcasting, Com 204. Yeah, Com 204. That I had was Don the class Co- I had with Stone. Yeah, I had Don Coyne. How did and you feel about Don Coyne? I actually, I love this class. He was the, he's the reason why I have, you know, so I also interned at ABC6 and he's the reason why I got the internship wow. there. So, so you were on his good side. Yeah. So I've um, heard a lot of stories about Don <laughs> Coyne, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. He's, he's been great for me though, but, good. um, good. yeah, I know. So we actually, it's funny. We had this assignment. We had to do like a feature story and I decided to do it on a friend of mine that was a URI walk on that ended up getting a scholarship. What was the so, name? Will Leviton. Okay. Yeah. So he, name, yeah, no, he was here before we were here, but, um, I did my feature story on him. He kind of pivoted 
from that opportunity and kind of use that to become sort of like a motivational speaker. So I kind of talked about like his journey at URI and then what he's doing now. And I remember I presented it and then after class, he was like, oh, that's really good. Like, I totally see you like having like a future doing this. And, you know, a couple of weeks after that, I kind of took his word on that. I was like, hey, like, actually, I'm serious about like, I want to get into TV. And he was like, yeah, no, like, I, I know, I know most of the guys that work in local TV right now. So um, I could definitely reach out, you know, he reached out to Nick Coit, Nick Coit, who works here now. Um, as a professor, also teaching intro to sports broadcasting. Um, he helped me, you know, set me up with him, you know, said, yeah, we're happy to have you on. And kind of the rest is there. You know that name? Yes. Clay is actually, you know, <laughs> Clay is a very good friend of mine. I love Clay. Clay um, Cook is an awesome guy to know. I, you know, unfortunate team that he roots for in the Green Bay Packers. But, yeah, I can't, uh, can't but back that one. I always, you know. I think whenever I always run into Clay, like, it's always a good conversation. And even now, like, I ran into him a couple months ago, um, and we were just catching up. You know, he works at Channel 10. Yeah, Yeah, he works at Channel 10 now. Um, Obviously, him knowing that I'm a producer at 12, we were kind of just talking about, like, you know. He does all, like, the news stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, he kind of works operations. Yeah, you don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I talked to him about that. We were setting up the audio booth for um, that last doubleheader. Yeah. Or not doubleheader, double overtime game. Yep, yep, yep. And set up the booth. I got very nice compliments from Bernie on uh-huh. how neat it was and yep. how much space he had. Mm-hmm. And me and Clay were talking about how he just like loves sports. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to work my way up. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Uh, and we we both understand that. Like sometimes you, you just have to have work to, your way You up. have to do something that you don't necessarily want to do in order to get somewhere else, so. Well, yeah, yeah, and those are valuable skills still. Yeah. Like, you're not going to come out of it with nothing. It's all about, yeah. like, your attitude no, yeah, towards it. For sure, yeah. I, I think that's that's always the hard part. I think, like, you know, I always tell people, like, as long as, like, pick up as many experiences as you can. Like, you know, do different things, you know. Do different things, and then once you figure out what you want to do, kind of just, like, um, kind of tailor your experience a little bit into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's how you started. You yeah. wanted that different experience. Yeah. You married it to your interest. Yeah, like, no, yeah. So, yeah, essentially, yeah. I started writing, and then I figured out I wanted to get into TV. So, um, I kind of just, like, yeah, let's go Let's go full in into, you know, being a reporter, learning how to, you yeah, know, do all the TV stuff. So, yeah. And okay. you love it, don't you? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. There's, of course, with everything, there's hard days, but, like, I think... But this is a job you'd wake up at ten in exactly, the morning or yeah. four in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. I've woken up at. What was the earliest I've woken up to do this? I've woken up at like five. No. I've woke. Yeah, I've woken up at five thirty in the morning. That's probably like the earliest to go shoot something like at six thirty. Yeah. 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 So. No, I had I that think, early of a yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. No, I'm not yeah. slap on wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, moving on towards like our last segment of today's show, which kind of leads right into this. So this segment I call Aspiring Adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a segment where you get to give some life advice, some stuff you want to share with the listeners, some stories, personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know, like anything, mm-hmm. jobs, internships, whatever you want to talk about, mm-hmm. whatever you want to like, kind of like think of this as your legacy. Mm-hmm. Actually, you want to be... Or Hannah, I, have a, yeah. I have a good question for yeah, you. Sure. Um, so, like, I want you to paint me a picture of where you want to be in, like, the next five years. 
Like, ideally, you have no boundaries. And you nobody likes this question. Yeah. There is nobody nothing, likes this and you question. And you can take a second to think, and you can, like, obviously, like, yep. take your time. But mm-hmm. I want you to really tell me, like, what's your... What's, what's your dream? Yeah, I guess. I think for me, um, five years from now, um, if, first off, if I'm lucky enough, if I'm fortunate enough, and I say that, like, you know, if things work in my favor, I would love to work at network, like somewhere network doing something, being a reporter, sideline, stuff like that in the next five years. You're going to have to explain that to me because yeah. I don't so, know. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Office. So network is essentially like, you know, if I were working at like Nesson or like ESPN okay. or like Fox Sports, like something like that. The dream job. Yeah, that would be that would be the dream. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people's timelines are different. Like if that doesn't happen in five years, it's not the end of the world. But. For me, I think, you know, five years from now, I would love to be working at, like, like a top 50 market. So, like, there's different TV markets in, um, in, the, in the country. So, like, whether it's, you know, coming back home or working somewhere, like, working in a big city, like, I don't know, Phoenix, like Miami. Or, yeah, like, yeah. somewhere like that. I would love to, you know, five years from now say that, okay, yeah, I'm there. I'm covering, like like an NFL team, MLB, you know, stuff like that. Like How I think you feel that about hockey. Hockey. We haven't was, talked about that once. I'm, and we talked about baseball, football, baseball. and basketball. I was a little bit of football. Honestly, not big on hockey growing up. I yeah. think um because I think that's more because like no one around me was playing it. So like I wasn't like I only really watched it when like probably like when the Bruins make the Stanley Cup. Like winter classic. Yeah, yeah like interest. stuff like that. It's interesting because like, like I live further north in the state yeah. and so hockey is like really, really big, big. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's just but, like, like winter even, classic was at Fenway. Like did yeah. you even like see what it looked like at all? Yeah, no, I, I saw like pictures and stuff like right. that but like yeah, no, I wasn't it wasn't big on like hockey going and it's funny like um, actually sort of had the opportunity to go but like with work but like you know, other stuff came up. But back to your question. Yeah, no, it's kind of, that is like, I kind of did notice that. I think besides like the private schools in particularly in Providence, there's no like public school team that has like a hockey team. So I think that also plays into why um, I wasn't much into hockey. But yeah, kind of, you know, that's kind of my hope. I would love to work whether, yeah, if it's home, Providence, whether it's in Boston, that would be like ideal. But like, then again, like, if it's not meant to be, you know, it's not meant to be, you know. Yeah. Um, I know, like I said, everyone's timeline is different. I I think I stress less about, like, I know I can make stuff happen. I think it's just, like, for me learning to, like, not stress about, like, when it's going to happen. I yeah. just know it's going to oh, happen. I know 100%. just me, like, just the way I was raised and stuff like that. Like, my parents literally like ingrain that like you have to get stuff done like you like my dad like literally you know it, it kind of goes all down to like my family and stuff like I think it's just like I think it's only like a matter of time of that stuff like just my work ethic and stuff like that like but like I'm definitely curious to kind of like look back at this and kind of see like oh wow like you had no idea and just to kind of see like where I end up um, and I yeah. think that's also the fun part about it, like, just to see, like, you know, this, this blank slate. It's not necessarily blank, but, like, what, ha- like, so much happens in five years, so I'm, I'm excited. 
Yeah, no, I'm going back to like the timeline thing. If you look at like, you know, one of the really like popular artists right yep. now, SZA, she's yep. like in her 30s and she's yeah. hitting the peak of her career. Yeah. And you know, I bet like five years ago, she was like, shit, like what am I doing? You know, yeah. I, I saw something about like, she wanted to be like a marine biologist. Yep. She was on track to do that. And that's such a 180, like yep. the creative career that she's in. You know, you really, you don't know. Yeah. It's not linear for, for anyone. You're completely right about that. And it's kind of funny because it's like, even like in college, like you come here and like everyone, especially like the older generation kind of has the idea like, oh, like what do you want to do after this? And I was like, I'm 22 years old. Like I might live, I might live for another 50, 60 years. Like you're asking me to make such a big decision and, I'm so and I haven't young. lived. And I'm yeah, so no, exactly. Yeah, and so. that starts when you're like 17, yeah. you know? Start getting those questions. What are you no, going to major in? Stuff and like that. what did you say to those? Because I had my answer and it was just communications. I don't know what I want to do with it. I just know the field. At first, I wanted to do business. And that was more because it was like, okay, like, oh, business. Okay, that's just kind of like the safe thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. like, you know, when you tell someone you want to get into journalism, they're like, sure, you're going to make a lot of money doing that. Yeah. And for me, I'm like... I love doing it. So it's, it's so like the money's money not to, the biggest part. Money, money doesn't, you know, like yeah. no, money will come if you work hard. I think so. Yeah. No, I I firmly believe that. So I'm not necessarily first. the way. Like, yeah. The paycheck comes after. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I think like especially like even some of the experiences I've had, I'm like, I've had to spend my own money, but like it was like absolutely worth it. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. Like you so, break a camera lens, you yeah. need a new lens. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna upgrade. Yeah. Like it's so <laughs> worth it. Or even like. Getting equipment to like just make your work better quality. Tripod. Yeah. Do you invest in that? No. I no. I, I in, actually the only stuff that I've invested in were I've bought a lavalier mic. Um, what about that little fuzzy thing that goes on top? Um, that the one that I bought came with it, so oh, I didn't have to word, worry about that. Um, I bought an XLR cord. Those um, are so helpful. So helpful. Sound quality has gotten a lot better. I bought one for Christmas and been using it ever since. Are they like expensive? expensive? So I bought mine was like thirty dollars. So it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't too. And it was like. And it was like a fifty foot cable. So like it's long. Yeah. So like, cause like especially like tournaments and stuff like where you you want slack. Yeah. You want slack. Well, at that point you're like you're investing in yourself. You're not just spending money on a hobby. You're investing in your brand, your future. Like as you get older, that's kind of. It's the same idea as like I was talking with uh, Adam Bernstein. He has a mic flag for Rody Rumble. Like you do pick a point and you start to invest your own money money. into your brand. Yeah. And that's kind of how it takes off. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because like my friends, like I, I like, I am probably so stingy with my money, but like. Like I'll, I'll like occasionally talk to my friends like hey like thinking about getting this like um, should I get it and they're like my friend Jason tells me this all the time he's like you're literally investing in yourself you should never like question it. question it so I was like okay yeah that's a fair point so yeah all right it's all worth it though so mm-hmm. what was some advice you would give to younger you like you're senior right now mm-hmm. let's think about freshman you. Mm-hmm. What was some words of wisdom you would give to him? I love that question because I actually thought about it recently. Um, first off, I would say you're going to be totally fine. Like, I think <laughs> even now I still stress about, like, the future and stuff. But I think, like, especially, like, when I got here, it was, like, constantly stressing. And, like, I was God, trying to, like... I would love to hear that at Yeah, that I think 
I would have told myself, like, you're going to be totally fine. Like, you're going to find your spot. Like, you're yeah. going to be good. Yeah. Like, just, like, enjoy it as much as you can. Like, it's not going to last forever. No, no, it's not going to last forever. But, like, yeah, no, I think I was stressing so much um, in my early years and, like, trying to find someone that I could kind of identify myself with. And I think, kind of, like, the last couple years, I've kind of learned that. You know, you can still do that, like, and you can be that for other people. So, like, I would just, like, take a deep breath, you know, enjoy college. Like, you're going to do a lot of cool things. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Any final Last thoughts? Sentiments. Yeah, no, Either I would say, like, for me. internships, yeah. life hacks for adults. Yeah, I'll. I could definitely, yeah, I'll... <laughs> Any quick things I mean, you want to get in? I, no, I'll definitely plug myself. So if anyone yeah, anyone who's yourself. listening, um, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handles are the same. Uh, Aniacon underscore Ocon underscore. I'll spell that out. A-N-I-E-K-A-N underscore O-K-O-N underscore. Um, you can reach out to me anytime. You know, I might not get back to you immediately, but, like, I try to do a good job about, like... If anyone's interested in the field, like stuff like that, I try to get to people, get back to people as much as I can. And I would say like anyone who is listening, I think it's just like once you find something like this is a lot of fun. at the end of the day, this is sports. Um, you know, a lot of people go into a, a chem lab or a bio lab and they have to mix chemicals. We get to watch athletes, you know, shoot a basketball or like hit a ball like like, at the end of the day, what we do is fun. So I try to remind people of that and, like, you know, try to have fun in the work that you're doing. Be consistent as you can because I think with consistency comes opportunities, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just have fun. Have fun. Hell yeah. This is, you know, this is sports at the end of the day. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us today. It was thank great you. hearing from you. Thank you. Thank this, you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This has been the Knock Knock Slap podcast, and this is your host, Matt Garalnik. And your co-host, Hannah Samick. And our guest, Anya Khan Okan. Thank you for listening. We'll <laughs> see you next time.